Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Rob Thrasher again. Spotlight on success. We're doing a, another spinoff. Um, spotlight on suicide prevention and education. And, I mean, just a little bit of everything, really, with our next guest. Um, she's got a great story. It's Ren O'Reilly. She's an actor, comedian, a writer, comedian, living in Syracuse, New York. From originally Glen Cove, Long Island. Did I say that right, Rena? Yeah, you got it. Pretty good. <laughs> Long Island. I want to say the she city, you know. Everybody says, oh, Long Island, what's that? <laughs> no, I should have said the city, but, yeah. I was close enough to the city for it to be better than Syracuse. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that to me. Well, but here anyway, I am. She's a comedian. Winnie, yes, here we are, all of us. Wait, working on cruise ships, by the way, I want to know how you get into that because I want to work on a cruise ship. She's worked on various comedy clubs, comedy store in Los Angeles, Cleveland Comedy Club, and Funny Bone, Syracuse, New York, right? That's right, right. Competition. I was in a competition. I wasn't booked as a headliner oh, yet, but we'll see. Yeah, okay. Well, that's cool. Anyway, um, as you can see, she's a pretty funny gal. <laughs> Sadly, um, life happens to all of us, and we're going to be talking a little about uh, her brother who committed suicide in 2019. Um, she's rededicated herself to preserving and sharing his story and his comic artwork, which, oh, my goodness, I, I still can't believe my eyes. Um, um, as everybody knows, we talk a lot about artwork on this show. Um, <clears throat> people in my immediate family who use art as a um, – you know, and I'm not saying this, not making any assumptions for Rena, but I know a lot of people use art as a coping mechanism or it's just some kind of creative gene. For some reason, it's something very much in common um, with these uh, with this issue. But um, everything is, you know, life can kick you, but you just got to turn around and, and get right, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. And, um, and that's uh, one of the ways I describe Rena here on the line. Um, How's it going, Rena? How's today? How's the weather there? Well, it's pretty good. It's very hot and steamy, but I'm not talking about the weather. I'm talking about my okay, husband yeah. every time he sits by the window when the girls go back to the park across the way, <laughs> wearing the least amount of clothing allowed by law, and he's looking through his binoculars, <laughs> which I gave him two Christmases ago as to watch birds with, bird watching. You're supposed to watch birds. He's yeah. got the yeah, pictures on one right. side of him. I'm not, I'm not joking. This is real. Stop laughing. And there's there's the pieces life. on one side of them, and we don't need Pornhub for the next three months. No, no. Because it's hot. No, just, hot and steamy. Yeah. Okay, is, that, yeah. I just had to get that out. That was just a new new bit of writing. It has nothing to do okay. with my brother, who, by the way, who, yes. by the way, yes. described himself yes. as a cross between Fred Flintstone and a mailbox. So if that's the way he described himself, I, I don't think he would have wanted me to be extremely serious. In the marketing no, of the I don't book, think so, although right. I went through quite a bit uh, of, of of real uh, issues when he did die. So there's survivor okay. guilt, you know about that, and and uh, yeah, sure. beyond that, he had uh, the rest of my family lined up in urns on top of the mantelpiece. I had to put four of them in the ground that August. So I had his suicide in yeah. May, and the big funeral. Uh, you know, where they were all together in August. And I said, you know, I looked up, I said, Jesus Christ, couldn't you do this like one at a time every five years and take (laughs) care of it? But my brother didn't have the money. He he was paying for taxes on on a house of DeWitt, okay? okay. And he was an artist. So he Mm -hmm. didn't have the money to pay the taxes, which I didn't find out till later. 
And so okay. it, it waited for me to come in mm-hmm. with my rehab husband and rehab the house. And then I found all of the artwork. He said, I'll leave you something wow. good. And he did. But one bad memory. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Gosh, the good with the bad, right? These um, Yeah, the, so the thing was... Um, I had a lot of people tell me what a beautiful thing you did and, and the memory and everything, but I need to sell coloring books to keep producing them. So right. uh, it's a beautiful work, but I also want it to be successful. I also want mm-hmm. to go out and speak to people about what they left behind. What people leave mm-hmm. behind isn't just something for you to chuck in the in the trash, that there's something right. there to be remembered that's a good memory. In my case, mm-hmm. I got a... A, a treasure chest of gold is the way I look wow. at it. Yeah. So uh, I had no choice, but um, I think my brother would have liked to have had a coloring book. He talked about it. So in reality, when I had the first one created, I stood out there and said, okay, Fred Flintstone or the mailbox, whichever you are, <laughs> here is your first coloring book. How do you like it? So um, I've had a lot of, heartwarming comeback. I've had um, a nursing home in Ontario, Canada contact me uh, last November. We we came across your, your site and this art is fantastic and we realize it's a legacy uh, a website for your brother um, and that you are producing this art. We, we are alone here. We've been cut off by COVID. Uh, we have nobody visiting us and we have very little to do oh, and we have a lot of good artists here who would love to draw can you send me something so i had a couple of you know off the market books that were crumpled covers and whatever or my sample cover uh coloring books that i brought to show and i put a couple Mm -hmm. of those in the mail and about 46 other images that were just extra copy prints and he wrote me a glowing letter about um roger his name was uh, and he told me the whole story of his life when I had him on the phone, he said, my best friend ruined my life. He said, I had a mass- mattress company, and I brought him in as a partner, and he absolutely pushed me out, left me with nothing. My wife became ill, and we we're both in a nursing home now. Um, he told me this on the phone. People just, you know, open up to you when they think you have a heart yeah. and then want to talk to you and imagine – my joy just getting that in the mail to them. So that's one story, mm-hmm. one story of the many that have happened since people have bought the book. Um, yeah. What I want to do is get the numbers up. So this this year I'm going into uh, different kind of uh, uh, events, uh, sites online, the tattoo people, mm-hmm. the, um, the adult uh, novelty people. <laughs> We're talking, you know, what we're talking, you know, adult stores and things yep. like that, uh-huh. fetish stores, and um, uh-huh. I am marketing this book to them because these people enjoy uh, what's in there. A lot of people told me adult coloring book, you know, is that like Mandela's and, and big flower arrangements and really intricate rug patterns? And I said, no, this is overly uh, developed females with big breasts who are lifting weights and and animals that are riding uh, motorcycles. This is my brother's heart. So um, oddly enough, uh, there's two 21-year-olds that have loved these books, and both of them were females. So I have said, I'm overlooking this market, which is underneath 
millennials, right? There's right. That, there's, uh, the X generation or whatever it is. But they right. want so, something yeah. real. And they're much mm-hmm. more mature than we were growing up. Much more mature. They see more right. online in terms of, of flesh, bare oh, flesh, please. than we ever imagined when we were yeah, younger. Wow. No, so no. Uh, no my that. brother's book, when I, when I bring it to the fetish people, they say, oh, this, this is tame compared to the books we have. The bar people will <laughs> love it sure because it the couples that are involved want something that they can play with, you know, and color mm-hmm. that they can relate mm-hmm. to. So Absolutely. my brother's art is that. It's, it's in this unique, um, this, this unique niche. And I think it'll take a while for me to find exactly where that is. But once yeah. you, I get the niche, it will, you know, it'll start to, to really sell. So uh, when you say spotlight on success, well, I don't feel like I'm as successful with it as I could be. But it did allow Nobody me to go does. back into my con- <laughs> No, it doesn't. <laughs> Nobody ever if does, you including focus some on- of the multimillionaires I talk to. They don't focus on that. They focus on doing what they enjoy and helping people. And I think your kind of tagline is like you wrote yourself, turning grief into treasures, bringing smiles to those feeling cut off, and keeping family legacies alive. And you know what? If you do that, you're never really working. And the money will come, and you will find your niche, I'm sure. But I'm going to try to help you do that, too, because um, this is a great story. And uh, you're a, you well, sound you're right ahead. Go ahead. I want to tell you the story of... <clears throat> What happened after my brother died, because I've never been, well, I started out with astrology when I was talking to you, okay? I've never been into um, beyond life messages. You know, my my mother and father never came back to me. Um, If they did, my mother would just rearrange my clothing in the morning, so I was wearing something that matched on the bed. You know, big deal, Mm -hmm. that small stuff. But um, when he passed away, I went to a, a friend of a friend, and she was a spirit reader. She was a past life and a, and a, and a past connection or beyond the connection reader. And mm-hmm. I told her the story. I said, I want to know, because my big thing, uh, which is an obstacle, is am I doing enough? Am I doing well enough? I have nobody to tell me this is good. What you're doing is good. Mm-hmm. We're really proud of that. I just have my own instincts. So I said to her, yeah. I want to know if they're, if they're happy with what I'm planning to do, because back then I hadn't even made a coloring book yet. Okay. And the woman is sitting there, and she's smiling, and, and she's laughing now. She said, well, I see a, an older gentleman. He's got a southern accent, and then a little woman next to him, and she keeps nodding. And he said, oh, don't worry about that. That's my strongest child. And I said, well, describe this person a little more. And it turns out it was my dad she was seeing. So then he said, oh, she said, you're asking about your, well, well, you're talking about the young guy over there who's running back and forth saying, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and, and we're going to do this. And I said, what, are you, what is he talking about? Who's we? And she looked at me. She said, he's talking about you. He's working with you. And the hair is on the back of my neck, and I have more than usual because I had three brothers and no sisters and a mustache at 14. But uh, the wood work coming up. And, uh, and, and I said, this is impossible. I, I couldn't believe it. So then when I went back to my, um, my house that I was cleaning out, um, my husband said, you know, we need another house just to house the stuff we have here because we can't sell it all. <laughs> and our, both, our, both our basements and the other two houses are full. So um, I've never done this before, but 
he had a heart attack, my husband, in 2019. And while we're coming back from his rehab, he looked across the street and he said, we've never been into that thrift store before. It was called Amazing Deals. Now, listen to the words and listen to the story, and you know this is not something from this earth, okay? So Amazing Deals, and we walk in, and my husband's looking all around the store at all the little gadgets and garbage that he wants to bring home, Yeah, which I don't let him usually. But I let him go because it's freedom for me. And I walk in, and there's this guy about five foot four, has to be 70 years old, comes right up to me, and he said, what can I do for you, miss? And he starts showing me all the things in the store. He said, this lady gave me so much stuff from her estate, she'll never sell it. I'll never sell it. And I looked at him, and I said, I got a question for you. He said, what? I said, do you know anybody who's selling a house? Because I was, believe it or not, tired of going to these real estate agents that were selling me these $69,000 death trap money pits and I could see my husband having another heart attack trying to put in the the roof that wasn't there they're saying oh got a potential got great potential I said I can't handle that so I said I've never because I'm an introvert believe it or not in terms of coming up to strangers and asking them if they have a house to sell so I told him and he looked at me he said he paused and he looked at me and he said yeah mine I said where is it and he said well the north side I said well my other house is on the north side where is it said Grumbach Avenue I said that's right the other side of the park I said what is it what tell me about it he said well it's got a double lot double garage big garage cement garage I'm leaving the washer and the dryer everything's done brand new floors uh brand new bathroom um and a a finished basement Hmm. and I said how much do you want and I'm thinking he's going to say a hundred and well probably what I had sold the house into it for maybe for you forty thousand Whoa! I ran to the car where I just had the readouts from my ho- from my other house in DeWitt, 162. Showed it to him. He uh-huh. said, you don't even know. He said, honey, the house is yours. You get your lawyer together when you're ready, when the money's in the bank, you have the house. Wow. We drove to the house, and our, and our mouths mm-hmm. fell open. I was looking for a place to put my brother's artwork, right? I'm thinking yeah. a room with the French doors when you go in. You know, if you're going to dream, yep. dream big. And sure. bay window and around the front front of the house and some place I can put my mother's um, eight-seater dining set in because I will never sell it because people are buying yeah. much smaller stuff now, right? So, yep. um, and we went in, and this was a, a flea market guy. Flea market stuff all through the house, one empty room that had French doors in the front of the house, exactly as I described in my mind for my wow. brother's art. And I went in, and he said, I don't know how you did that. He said, but this is a gold mine. Uh, and you know incredible. prices of houses now. You can't get one. No. This wait. house is valued for replacement at 218000 right now. Wow. So beyond that, I, I went into that room. And when I moved mm-hmm. everything in there, I said, I want to make yeah. a coloring book. But I had only one helper. That was my web designer, and his background was with book layout. He said, I'll lay it out for you for almost no money. Because I met your mm-hmm. brother and I was going to do a site for him, but he's not around. Then my husband was uh, picking up uh, something he wanted at a garage sale, and there was a young girl there that was not working who was a layout artist. She laid out my cover. My my web guy laid out the book, and I went to Kinko's and got a good price on printing it. And I, sure. I just can't believe I had the house, the helpers, and everything else to start when I was in a state of deep grief shock and everything else from his suicide yeah right 
but he left me uh, end of life notes. Now, not everybody gets this scenario where, first of all, the house was paid off. Everything was in my name legally before he died. Then he left me the art, number two, the beautiful art. Not garbage art, but he was a a master in what he did for his style. The details on that from the pictures I've seen are just amazing. And then um, everything to drop to drop in my lap like that, so that yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I got all these messages coming to me, and then um, I went to another reader who became my friend, who's a Reiki person. She said, "Oh, let me mm-hmm. do something from the angel deck." I said, "Fine. I want to know specifically when am I gonna when am I gonna get my new influx of friends because I've just thrown out a whole bunch." And I would like to have a couple friends. What about my comedy? And what's, how am I doing? And what should I do? What's the next move with? And all she could do in all of her decks was, they have one message for you. What's that? Keep going. Keep going. And I said, right. mother, keep going where? North, south, east, west, fast, slow? Come on. So uh, I'm going. That's what I'm doing. I'm just going, Rob. I'm just like this stubborn mule horse with blinders on saying I had a couple of good uh, leads, and and I am obviously blessed, obviously blessed. So now all I would like is some real comedy bookings because that will get my message out also. Um, I would like to do a comedy show eventually when I have a certain level of, of, of pull somewhere, uh, laughing mm-hmm. in the dark to raise money for um, suicide awareness and mental health support. Because wow. suicide prevention is, is it's a huge area. Mm-hmm. Okay, but my brother was a situational suicide. He okay. suffered because his situation led him to only one conclusion. That was the best for everybody and, and for him. Here was his note. I will read you parts of the note. Okay. Parts okay. of the note were, I woke up this morning. My fingers didn't work anymore. The writing was on the wall. There was nothing left for me. Please remember me, mom and dad and Dave. And then the second one was, I'd gone and got my MRI from the hospital with the markers for ALS. Now, my brother David died from ALS in 2018. So I lost oh two brothers, God. two Mays in a row. Um, but Chris took care of Dave, and he took care of my mom and dad. He was the caregiver. You know, a lot of families, they think, oh, it's going to be the girl that's going to be the caregiver. Well, I was always the uh, one flying away, trying to try something new, dropped out of school, went back to school, worked on a cruise ship did comedy and film in Florida and commercials and stuff like that thing in me that had to do that to develop, to find out who I really was. Mm -hmm. So, um, so basically, um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with all of this, but where I'm going just generally is, um, mental health is very important. Mine has Mm -hmm. been compromised because of the pandemic. Mine has been, um, really challenged as a result of my losses, because I, I don't make or haven't made a lot of friends. My husband and I, 
are very secure, private, hardworking people with very different values from most of the people. Uh huh. So, um, what I have gone back to comedy for is, frankly, I like the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. I like the socialization with other comics. I like right. to hear their jokes. But but jokes have changed a lot. Yeah. Joking and comedians have changed a lot. And I'm mm-hmm. still that, that clean comedian, basically. <laughs> Good to hear they're and, still out there. That's I mean, the dirty word, always... the clean comedian. You won't get booked. <laughs> it's the dirty word, yeah. Not talking it's about dildos, yeah. shit, or a penis. Sorry, <laughs> we can't use you here. <laughs> Good. That's you know, that's here. true, right? Have you been to a comedy club? Yeah, I know. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been to in decades, but um, I, I'm, like, I'm, like, obsessed with the comedy. I watch the Comedy Network. I watch all those, all the contests, like the funniest comedian contests or whatever. And uh, I would rather laugh my day away than cry it away because everybody has, you know, and some people, obviously, in, in this situation, some people have a lot more really bad stuff happen in their lives. But they also seem to be the ones that figure out a way to get through it, recover, and then flourish. And I think that's what you're in the process of doing. So, yeah, do keep going. I love that advice, actually. Yeah. Um, um, my I other should get part over the funny bone, though. i got to get over to one of those comedy shows, and hopefully it's not all about, <laughs> all about the, the dirty stuff. I mean, some can be funny when they do that. Somehow females seem funnier when they're doing a little bit of dirty stuff, whatever. But... You know what? There's a lot of really funny people out there who who don't do that, and <clears throat> they're just as funny, yeah. not funnier. I think that your best bet is to research the comedian that's coming in the weekend you're thinking of going, and find out. And they'll give oh. you. You can look them up and watch them on Google. You can figure out if they're a storytelling, oh, sure. a one-liner kind of person, um, you right. know, yeah. or yeah. or uh, or a really filthy, shock shock-oriented <laughs> person. You know, it right. depends on what what you want. You'll you'll figure it out. But um, oh, yeah. uh, it's Absolutely. been it's been rough for me uh, because of my timing. I mean, I've still mm-hmm. got all of my old material that I've um, mm-hmm. and and all everybody's told me where do you get all how can you have something different every time you come? I said I've been living yeah. with it since the 1980s. Yeah. I won a comedy award uh, in at Wise Guys with the original uh, Bruno Sharippa oh. on Bruce Street. I mean. We're talking a long time ago. I was yeah. already doing it. And I think that way. I think in, in one-liners, and, and I'm living with a French-Canadian husband. He's like, all my material. I mean, just I the way is. he thinks is, is crazy. <laughs> just the way. I mean, you know, I, online, I, I, I buy things from Now I have my own money, though, I do. Everything's, oh, mm. you're in the modeling business. Why'd you marry him? You know, they think I married him just for his American Express gold card, which, believe me, <laughs> I always wondered how a foreign national winds up with an American Express gold card when I can't qualify for a finger hut account. But I got over that pretty quickly. But uh, yeah. I say that, you know, he'll, he'll catch things online. He'll look at the credit card statement, right? You were married yeah. once, right? There's always somebody was, yeah, overseeing, no matter how independent you think you are, overseeing. Yeah. 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 So um, he'll look on the credit card statement. He'll say, what is this um, lingerie lingerie for me charge $49? And I told him. I said, that's my wireless bra that I bought online. You know what he says to me? There you go. Is it going to get better reception than the frequency we get from Spectrum? 
<laughs> and then when it comes in, he wants to tune Boom. the knobs to make sure that it's really uh, as synced with the <laughs> internet. That's very painful. He's, uh, yeah, he's trying to tune in Tokyo. <laughs> that right. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's just <laughs> not into into spending money. He's Canadian, for God's sake. He wants thirty percent more of everything over here. Ask me how tired I am when we have a sexual escapade. It's crazy. But anyway, he uh, he doesn't want to spend any money, and any clothes yeah. that I get that are that are new are from the thrifty shopper on Senior Citizen Discount Tuesday, and he's at the uh, register arguing the prices down. But you know what he's learned? So, he's learned that a credit card bill can come in four digits to the house. So I think I'm winning. <laughs> you know, I'm not used to living with a blue collar guy. I I. I come from old money, Rob, oh, but no, by I the time I got ready to spend it, it had dementia. And then it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. let me touch it. It didn't recognize me. And then it died. Oh, no. yeah. So honestly, honestly, I want to be white collar so bad, I flirt with three. Oh, man. They like it, <laughs> apparently from some angles. I still look like an underage boy. <laughs> but enough about my Uncle Bill. Okay, so, and that's yeah. about, enough about my comedy right now. I want to get booked, God damn it! Oh, somewhere. good old Uncle Bill. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> as you know, um, I have a few people, half a dozen people, who are uh, who are um, working on, you know, mental health related suicide awareness and type stuff like that. And I would love to, um, if one one of my goal right now is to raise enough to to create a true nonprofit. So get that magical number. And my whole family has raised millions of dollars for all these causes, including cancer and, and whatever. And the thing is, what they get is this magical number, this nonprofit number, and they go up to almost any retailer, almost any store, and raise thousands and thousands of dollars in a few days. And that's when I realized, you know what, in order to really do this, I really have to have some kind of a resource other than just people helping. And people are great helping, and I love it. Um but I got to get that magical nonprofit number and then we'll be able to raise millions. And our goals are very similar to yours. So, you know, we should talk about um, working on some of this stuff together at some point in time. That'd be a, a pleasure for me and a joy. Um, I mean, what better to have if somebody's going to make you laugh while you're, while you're, you know, trying to be serious. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the point, the point is that um, that's the resource that you have. It's a very low overhead. If you just, take your your life and put it into perspective and mine is so out of whack i mean the blue collar white collar thing i used to do a lot of different kind of comedy but when they started howling is when i talked about my french canadian plumber husband who said the three magic words on the first date your toilet's fixed okay i mean this is just uh it's just it's like a fountain coming out of me now and it i think it's just everything you know because when you first start up to do something like this uh, create a book yeah. publishing company. I don't care if it's a small one. It's an overwhelming, intimidating I know. process. Yeah. But um, yeah. you can't be afraid. I think I'm I'm not fearless, but I can, I'm learning to be fearless. You yeah. know, that's if good, I can stand on stage say, actually, with a bunch yeah. of guys that talk about their dicks and I yeah. can get a laugh in the five minutes <laughs> I talk about none of them. Uh, yeah, right. You know, this is a fearlessness that that my voice matters. There's, there's going to be people out there that relate to what I'm talking about. Only sure, I'm yeah. talking about it in a way that they can never talk about, that they haven't right. had a chance to talk about, that they would like to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think um, as long as you articulate and, and 
the point being you raise money for so many they raise money for so many other things that you snap your fingers and they have their millions of dollars but the biggest problem in this country right now is mental health problem it is it absolutely is exacerbated by the pandemic yep and and absolutely creating a whole new vista of problems among very young people amen suicide uh, schizophrenia, yep. Um, yep. inability to inability to to socialize because that's when you learn your social your socializing yep. skills. I think it's supposed to be between uh, five or, or four and a half and like eleven. You learn your social skills. You got to be yeah, around people not. to learn them. Right, and they're not doing that anymore. So, and I see you see them. You see them all the time. You see funny videos of people with a phone running into a, 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 a light post on the street going and going and going. And and trust me, for some people who are not outgoing and they have a little problem communicating, some of these things can be helpful. But it's all it's all the tool on how we use it. The tool is only good or bad based on how we use it. And we got 40 seconds left. I want to drive everybody to this site. Just search for me, uh, Rob Thrasher, and Rena. You'll find it on Google within the next 20 minutes. Um, search for Rob Thrasher Spotlight. And this is what we're doing, and we've got some T-shirts for sale that are all going to go towards the raising of those funds that I just talked about. Um, all the proceeds are going to go towards getting that nonprofit number, which we hope to get. And that website is healing. It's facebook.com slash healing with art CNY. Uh, CNY stands for Central New York. That's where we're at here in the Syracuse, New York area. Renna, thank you so much. Um, it's been a joy. Thank a you, Rob. Thank you so and much. Thank you. God bless. Let's talk again. Yes. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.